friends, Uncle Marv back here live from PAX A Beyond 2023 in Denver, Colorado at the lovely Gaylord Resort. And I'm joined by another friend and partner in the community, Michael Goldstein from Land Infotech, fellow Florida man in oh, Denver. Yeah. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. No humidity, 55, 70 degrees. Yeah, but lots, complain. Of, lots of rain and thunderstorms. Uh, you know what? We're, we're, we're used to that, right? <laughs> we are. We are. Uh, so uh, what do you think of the event so far? I thought it was great. You know, love the venue. Uh, the opening keynote was like being in an IMAX theater. Great yep. video, great content that yep. were out there. I think that everyone was well prepared. Yep. Now, you've been on the show before, and we've chatted, of course, in ASCII Zoom meetings and stuff like that. I don't know if I ever asked you if you were a PAX-8 partner. I'm a happy PAX-8 partner. You know, love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything new that you've noticed uh, with PAX-8 since you've been here? It's only, I know it's you know the end of day one, <laughs> so they haven't revealed everything. You know what? CrowdStrike presentation was really interesting. I thought that that was, uh, looks like a great new relationship for them. You know, learned about AWS. You know, yep. I, I think that, you know, those things are real exciting. And it's just great having all those competitive vendors. The thing that was also really unique is all the vendors that are here that aren't on the Pax8 card, you know, you know, looking to form, you know, another peer type group that's out there for vendors. Right. Right. That'll be interesting. Now, we can't go too much further without mentioning the fact that you're here. You are heavily involved with South Florida teams. Uh, your company does work for for them, and we're we're kind of in a weird spot here. You're here in Denver, Colorado. The Miami Heat are playing the Denver Nuggets for the NBA championship. It's not looking so good, but are you going to pay attention? I am paying attention. I will give props out to Rob Ray of Pax 8 to sit there and tell us tonight that they've invested in some TVs in the vendor fair for people to watch while they go out there. Yep. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it, it's exciting that the, that the Heat are out there. I was at the game in Miami on Friday night with my wife. Um, you know, tough loss in person. But you know what? We've got to add one more win in there so at least they don't take it on their home floor. Well, like they said, uh, just get it back to the 305. That's it. That's it. And I will say I was looking at tickets, but, you know, this city is even more expensive than South Florida for their sports. Get out. Yeah, can't be oh, true. Oh, yeah, big time, I guess. I looked at it before the event, before the finals started, and then tonight, think about it. You know, all these guys want to see that first championship. You know what? That, makes, that does make sense. If they can close it out at home. Uh, it would be pretty special. But as a South Florida fan, uh, it'd be nice for us to get it back home one more time. I agree. We need Jimmy Buckets to step up, and I hear that old Tyler, Tyler Hero's coming back tonight. Tyler Hero. We need a hero. All right. All right, so back to the event here. Now, is it just you from your office, or did you bring any team members with you? Not just me. An inaugural event, you know, it's there. You know, those two flights a day that go uh, from Fort Lauderdale <laughs> out, out, out to Denver, you know, weren't too convenient. But, you know, a lot of good content. Yeah. Anytime you could spend some time with Matt Lee and, you know, see all these security pieces, how to write your MSA, what you should be including. You know, the marketing pieces were great. You know, it wasn't all about... What, how much more you could buy from Pax 8. That was really amazing education content. Yeah, actually, I've heard nothing about that so far, uh, where they've talked about, you know, hey, you know, how much, you know, how much you're buying, what's in your stack, you know, how can we add to that? I've heard none of that. Now, granted, 
I've been stuck out here in media row and not in the <laughs> sessions. So how, how, have this, how have the individual sessions been? Uh, you mentioned this security one, but how many others there have you? There were multiple security ones throughout the afternoon, I will say. I did poke my head in, in the uh, security lab, okay. hands-on lab from 1130 to 330, you know, above my pay grade, but it was really kind of cool. They were fully set up for everybody to walk in with their laptops and participate. So I thought, you know, that, that was great planning. There was a few marketing sessions that were in there. There was how to future-proof your business and all by, you know, Pax 8 experts. There was never a, hey, buy this product that will help you do this. It was all informational and follow up with us with a lot of great resources. Okay. Well, since it was just you and you came out, uh, what were your expectations coming in? Was it just to kind of, hey, let me just go out there and see what uh, Mr. Rob Ray is doing? It was, let me come out there and see, but I will tell you that I met with, you know, a, a chunk of our Pax 8 team, that, that supports us, which is really great. You know, listen, sometimes you, you just got to get down, get out here, and, and shake some hands. So I hadn't seen my rep in a while. You know, back-end people, people that we've, you know, spoken to over the phone a yep. zillion times. Pax8 has almost the whole house here. That is true. And, uh, yeah, definitely, and not just with Pax8, some of the other vendors where they've got people out here uh, that you've talked to by phone. I had a couple of walk up to me and, oh, finally, a face to the voice. And I'm like, well. My face is out there. <laughs> I have to say the same thing. I always joke at a lot of these events. You know, you take that untimely bathroom break, and as you're coming back, you're like, oh, my God, there's, you know, so-and-so. So I think the hallway chat is probably the best part yes. of, of this. Yeah, you know, We bumped into each other last night just at the cocktail hour. You know, that's what happens. So I've been sitting up here in media row, hardly see anybody. But as soon as I step away, you know, that's what happens. Actually, uh, right before here, you and I walked up uh, on each other uh, with some other guys. So that's what happens. These Next days. year, you got to make it mobile. You know what? I do have a, a, a wireless mic here, but... You know, you think about it, and I, and then I would fill out on my suggestion to put the media guys more closer to the event, right? You're kind of on the <laughs> side. You're a path that's out there. But, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's been great seeing everybody so, out here. So full disclosure, so I actually was on the other end of this radio row... And as I was setting up, I had got everything set up. I was good to go. I just texted the, the media person, said, okay, I'm good to go. Sent her a picture of where I was. And literally, right after I sent that picture, they started rolling out the coffee and the drink stations right in front of my table. And I'm like, okay, this, this doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen, first-time event, got to think about these things that are in place there. I'm impressed that they have this little media row set up for you. Uh, yeah, I am too. I, I'm surprised. I, now, obviously, they didn't count on me, the podcaster, bringing all my gear because I actually had to, you know, take two tables and turn it into one. Um, but the rest of the media, yeah, they're just sitting around conversating with their interviews and stuff. And here I am with my gear trying to. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say, and I was, I was asking Marvin all the questions before. He has a very impressive setup here. It's not like we're sitting there recording on his phone at this point. So I see you had to put a lot of work and have the spot with electric and everything. Yep, yep. Had to do that. Had to pay for the uh, big bag to, to loot uh, everything down here. So. Oh, my goodness gracious. So, hey, so let's talk about your business. Anything new going on there? You know, we are, you know, rebranding a little over the summer. Really? You know, we're hoping to have, you know, a new look and logo, maybe a new catchphrase, oh. building up some different marketing that's in place there. 
you know, we have a special relationship with the Florida Panthers who are also on a Tuesday night, so I'll yep, have to interrupt the party in the, on that. In the Panthers final there. Uh, what is that? They're 3-1 three to one or 3-2? They're two? down 3-1, but three one, uh, yeah. I, I, I was there Thursday night in an exciting win and then Saturday night in an unexciting loss. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're looking to just, you know, get back out there. You know, as you and I spoke a few times, we're very dedicated to the South Florida community. We're digging more into uh, you know, not-for-profit type business that are out there. Have a few marketing programs that are in place. You know, listen, security, 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 right? So there's always something new. Well, let me ask you this, and let's you know talk about you know the meat and soul of businesses. Why do you feel the need to re re-image yourself? And, and and I ask this for two reasons, but I'll let you answer first. Why? So I, the logo is 14 years old. I, I say it. I have it on everything. You know. As you start looking at you know, newer companies to come out there, I, I just felt like I wanted a change, to be honest with you. We bought the last set of shirts. We have our logo on a few things. And as we looked at it, you know, newer catchphrase, you know, the market's changed. You know, when I started this, you know, 14 years ago, actually it's 15, you know, we, we'd sit out there and, you know, we were VARs. You know, I want to have something a little more catchy. And, you know... We're with a new branding company. You know, we have these brandstorming meetings to go out there. And it's interesting when you see the different demographics of people react to our sales pitch. So in reality, we want to change with it, just like we saw some of the presentations today, you know, on, on, on moving with the market. Okay. Very interesting because I, you know, looked at that myself, uh, being in business 27 years, 26 years. And my logo, it, it changed slightly. But I thought maybe it's time for, I, I guess, a real logo is <laughs> the best way to describe it. Uh, and then that repositioning in terms of what my business is. Right now, it's just, hey, you know, let's call Marvin the computer guy. But I've, I've you know, got techs that work with me. They're subcontractors, so they're not mine. Um, so, yeah, trying to re-image uh, was something that I've been thinking about this year. So I wanted to get your thoughts and feelings on that. You know, I think it's, I think it's something that, you know, you have to have this personal feeling of things. You know, this year with, with, with our Panthers relationship, I saw a logo on the ice. I saw things, and then I saw other things that I liked. And then mysteriously, you know, you're on social media, and you're like, hey, you can get your logo done. And you start seeing some examples of different things that are out there. And I agree with you. You know, I don't want to never would change the name. Maybe it's just a different catchphrase. Maybe it's a, you know, upstyle, you know, 2023 new look of things. Yep. Freshen it up. Freshen it up. Yeah. All right. Now, that's not going to materially change anything that you do, right? No, nothing, nothing. We just, you know, wanted to have a new look, a new reason to go out there and say, hey, look at us now, you know. And just like you, you know, I think we're both staples in the community. People know us by our names that are out there, and I would never look to change that. But, you know, new literature, and I think that our pitch time is getting smaller, right? Oh, yes, yes. So in reality, you know, I want them to know, you know, we used to have to take the time and we'd like to explain what the word land means. So in reality, I want them to just look at it, associate it with something new, because I don't have time to spell it all out in these pitches that we're dealing with. Yeah, and yeah, they certainly, they don't want to hear it, they're like just... Give me your, you know, elevator pitch right. is basically what it is now. That's Agreed. the amount of time we have to tell you who we are and what we can do for you. And that's the key. That's the key. You know, we're all getting pitched on all different things that are in place there. And, and I, I, I'm a believer that first impressions are everything. All right. So, Mike, I got to say this. So, we have spent uh, many years in the community 
literally, I think it's 2.2 miles apart it is in our so businesses. Funny. And now we've finally been able to see each other twice in a couple of months. Although this time we had to fly 2,000 miles to, to do it. Um, Agreed. But it was good to see you here and uh, glad that you got a chance to come out. And, I mean, love to hear the things that you're doing because it's one of those things where I've heard your name in the community for so much. I have seen you in passing yep. in the ASCII stuff. But to actually finally get a chance to sit down share notes, share stories, you know, we're actually more similar than we are different. I've been saying all along in these peer groups and all these environments that, you know, we, we go into, we're better together as a community than we are separate. And, you know, we're one of those that, you know, people want us for our expertise. You know, I would never say anything bad about anyone in the community because, like I said, we're better together than we are separate. Yeah. So I just wanted to say thank you for stopping by and appreciate the fact that we've finally been able to, you know, to meet each other in person and to, to share these stories on the podcast. And obviously we probably need to do uh, something together. Maybe I need to have you hook me up with one of those, uh, you know, nice tickets to the, to the Heat or the Panthers. <laughs> well, next season I will have you at the top of my Panther list. All right. That's in place. There. I'm going to keep myself in your thoughts. So I mean, Keep us in 954. <laughs> swing by your office every now and then. Hey, remember me? Uh, all right, Mike. Well, let's see. I think we've got a session coming up, keynote, and I'll let you get to it. And uh, see you later at the reception tonight and then uh, maybe again tomorrow. Definitely. Thank you. All righty. We'll see you here. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it for this uh, portion of the episode. We'll be back with another live show from PAX 8 Beyond 2023 in Denver, Colorado. See you soon. Holla. Hello, friends. Uncle Marv here, recording once again live from Media Row here at PAX 8 Beyond 2023. I am joined right now by what some have said is the ultimate hype man, <laughs> Pax 8's chief revenue officer, Nick Hetty. Nick, how are you? I am doing well, and I recently changed my title so that no one could figure out what I was actually doing to chief commerce officer. Ah, you know what? I did see that, but for some reason, revenue sounded better. <laughs> commerce sounds... Commerce sounds like more official, more global. I guess that should be the, the way we're going. Pax8 is a global company, right? Yeah, I was just uh, <clears throat> coming from another interview, and we were talking about the amount of people and partners we have in all the different countries around the world. Uh, this year already, uh, I've been to Bali, Indonesia at a sales kickoff for about 80 of our, our, our selling people uh, in seven different countries. And then I recently went over to... Europe, and I hit London, Amsterdam, more specifically Bristol, Zwolle, and then headed over to Munich to meet some of our great partners there, mm. then down to Rome to talk about entering Italy. Um, so we are indeed a global company, and as a marketplace, I thought commerce was very fitting. All right. Well, sorry that I messed that up, but I was, you know, listen, you've been around for a while, so <laughs> stuff just rolls off uh, as it is. So let's talk about the fact of the the impact here. Now, this is obviously the first inaugural user conference that is here. Um, let me first ask you, are you excited about how it's uh, gone so far? You know, you, know you, you plan and expect for the best. 
Uh, but I'd be lying if I wasn't nervous back in February when we weren't quite hitting the, the numbers you should. Uh, but, man, it feels surreal to walk and, and see the amount of partners and the love we get from partners. And, and I think it comes from treating everybody how you want to be treated all the time. And uh, the, the love is real. I think vendors have been sharing. It's been a great event for them. And partners have been saying, man, we love that. You guys are never selling. <laughs> it's all about education. It's yeah. all about enablement. And PackSafe just has never been about the hard close or the hard selling. It's about enablement. That is true. That is true. So before I ask you about uh, that, let's go back to the fact that this is the first big one here. But you guys have been doing the global conferences. So how does this compare to those? Uh, so this is our first large-scale user conference. Now, we've been running boot camps, and we've been running master classes, and those are typically when in person, uh, 100 to 200 people. Uh, we've never done anything this big oh, in person. Okay. For never. some reason, I thought the overseas were, you know, 500, 1,000. Nope. No. This is it. This is it. Wow. All right. Now, and you're here. I had to. And well, we're here. I, I'm here because of Rob Ray. And I, I want to, you know, I try to let everybody know, you know, Rob can't take all the credit for this because everybody thinks that, oh, Rob Ray's there now. Now they're having this user conference. But I talked to Carolyn uh, Goals earlier. And, you know, obviously this has been in the works for quite some time before Rob Ray came aboard. Um, so since you've been with Pax8, God, what is it now? Has it been 10 years? 10 years. Okay. Uh, how do you see the growth of Pax8? Not necessarily in the beginning, but let's just say the last 18 months. There's been a lot of changes. Yes. I think we've got our, our first outside institutional funding um, two and a half years ago. And that did change our trajectory. It, it was the first time we had uh, the, the cash flow, the operating capital, to go do more of the things we wanted to to grow this community, to make investments um, like Rex and Sea Level Operations, like Vicky and Bamboom Cloud, uh, to, to get someone like Rob Ray on our team. <laughs> yeah, the, these last 18 months ha have been just astonishing uh, how welcoming our partners have been and how receptive they have been to, to all the enablement and education. And it was uh, when we got Rex on the team that we really started making big investments in that, building a team. Rex's company was a primarily one-to-one -one coaching company. And I said, hey, I love what you're doing. Can you turn all of that into modules and give it away for free, please? <laughs> it's He's like, like what? what? <laughs> I said, it will all feed itself. It will all grow on itself. But now we are one of the largest peer group communities in North America, quietly. Uh, now yeah. we are one of the biggest one-to-one -one coaching companies, quietly. Uh, and now we have over 600 free educational modules in Pax8 Academy that Rex and his team has been crazy busy building since he started. Yeah. So, you know, you've mentioned the word community a few times, and I, I get that. It's been a part of your DNA from the beginning, but it almost seems as though there's been a refocus or re-emphasis on it lately. Is, do you guys feel that, or did you intentionally do that? Uh, when we came to market, it was as a cloud commerce marketplace, and nobody <laughs> understood what we were talking about. You were just Amazon for SaaS. Yeah. <laughs> Partners didn't need us to be a marketplace yet. They, they told us that we were a cloud distributor, and we said, okay, uh, if you're going to call us that, we're going to tell you that it's broken. Here's the reasons why, and here's why we're going to fix it. 
And I think uh, community mode came after that disruption mode. Uh, but yes, that, that represents our biggest investment. I think community has become our brand. We are um, one of the only independent marketplaces that is out there. If you right. go to an AWS marketplace, uh, the products that they push are those that feed AWS's cloud. If you go to a, the Azure commercial marketplace, everything they push feeds uh, Azure cloud. We are an independent marketplace who gives you options uh, when you come in and say, here's the problem I'm trying to solve. Uh, we educate you on that problem, the ways to solve it, and then give you options on how you can. Uh, so I think it is a very different approach. So along that lines, I'll ask you, and I don't know if this totally falls under the commerce, but the fact that there are 86 vendors here, and not all 86 of those are part of your marketplace yet. So what was the emphasis or the motivation to allow these other vendors to be a part of this? Yeah. Uh, we have 92 vendors who are part of our marketplace today, and we opened it up to them first and said, we're having our first, our inaugural, please come and join us. Not everyone wanted to come and mm. join us on our inaugural. They wanted to see how it went and see if it was going to be worth the investment. Slackers. <laughs> uh, there are 13 vendors who are here, not yet integrated into the marketplace, but have signed agreements with us and that are going to be coming to that marketplace very, very soon. And then there are some that we feel as uh, very complementary or synergistic to the work we're doing, non-competitive, um, aren't selling products uh, in other legacy distribution. Uh, and so as they add value to our ecosystem, we said, come bring that value to our conference. Nice, nice. Now, some of the other things that I've noticed here, the, the format of the conference, and I, again, I don't know if you have a lot of um, information that you can share in, on your part in this, but it seems to be a very well-run conference. Uh, the sessions, the breakouts, uh, content-driven, you know, driven, uh, content well-received. But from your perspective now, you mentioned that, yes, you were nervous waiting for this to happen now we're here we are almost halfway through day two. Uh, have you gotten good feedback or what's the sense you've gotten from the participants? Yes. Uh, so we've been planning this since 2019 and our first conference was going to be Wingman 2020. Uh, COVID hit. COVID, yeah. Uh, and we were in the trenches with our partners at that moment and we pivoted our whole business. We punted this three times. It was going to be in uh, Denver, Dallas, Nashville. And we said... That's too confusing. We don't know when we're going to have them. Put them all in Denver. So they're scheduled to be in Denver for uh, the next two years following this. Uh, but the whole in intent, I don't like it when I go to conferences and everybody sells to me. Like, I'll, I'll let you know if I want to buy something, educate me. And so we asked our vendors for everything to be thought leadership. And if you have to pitch, we understand, but that's the last five minutes of right. your pitch. You need to provide value to the partners. You need to be thought leadership. And... When you provide that enablement and education, they're going to ask you if they want your product. You don't even have to. And I think partners have said that it's been so nice, and vendors have said it's been so nice that they're, <laughs> I'm not pushing, and they're actually asking for, yeah. for it when they're ready. That's it. And I've gotten feedback from partners and, and friends of mine here, and that's exactly what they've said. It's so nice not to be pitched. Yeah. So let's do a quick pivot because you've got to do something this morning on stage that I don't think a lot of people 
get to do in the sense of a lot of people will say, I'm introducing my good friend or blah, blah, blah. But you got to introduce Scott Chasen. And there was a genuine feeling throughout the room that you meant it and everybody believed it. So tell me about that relationship. Yes, uh, Scott has been, he started as a consultant for us and he's now been with us for two and a half years. Uh, but man, if you caught me going through his bio, I, I, I told him it sounds ridiculous when you do this yourself. Oh, it, it's, it, it's a bio of all bios. I mean, it is penetration testing. It is zero day. It is web-based email. It is SAS email filtering. It is uh, ProtectWise, which was data visualization at its finest. I mean, he just has the credentials and they go on for days and days. He was in the McAfee Mafia yep. with DeWalt, McClure, George, like the crew. And he was the cloud guy. So he just has a ridiculous bio. And when he was joining us, I had a sense before he came in that I had vision. And a couple conversations with him, I realized that I must look like Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with the thumbtacks in the wall and the yarn (laughs) running from, from thumbtack to thumbtack. Because, man, he just has this phenomenal ability to take the incredibly complex and, and make it simple and make it understandable and easy to use. And so him and I have been talking to all of our partners, getting feedback on the future of the marketplace, all of our vendors on the future of the marketplace, pitching it to our employees around the world. So we have spent a ton of time together. Yeah. Our families have spent a ton of time together. If you're going to be on the road for three weeks, you bring your family with you. Yep. Um, and so we have children who are the same age. We've been vacationing. Nice. Uh, together, obviously, because our board schedule, conference schedules align, we get breaks at the same time. Um, and so he's got a, a one and three year old daughter. I've got a two and four year old boy, and we just like hanging out with each other. Uh, when you work this much, if it felt like work, you couldn't do it for eighty hours right. a week. And so it, it's it's business and it's personal, and we've developed a great relationship. And man, it, he has my trust. Very nice, very good. So let me ask you this. If I were to draw a picture, I would say that Scott sees things that the rest of us don't see. So I get to interview him a little bit later. Okay. So I want to see if you can get me an insight that he doesn't see coming. So I'm putting you on the spot. I know I am. But what would be a question that I should ask him that's really going to make him step back and think and be like, wow, that's that's a great question. How did you find out that information? <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I've seen the DeLorean in his garage, so I, I, I know he travels to the future and comes back and brings his vision from there. Uh, you know, this thing is going to take so many twists and turns. I think the unknown is how AI is going to be so transformative, right? Like he talked about 100 million users in, in less than two months and how no one has ever done that before. And now we're seeing such rapid innovation, that tech is evolving so fast. Uh, And if you think about his pitch today, it was a partner, customer, vendor marketplace. How does AI enable the orchestration of a three-sided marketplace, those three sides being partners, customers, and vendors? Can Can it be automated that complex of a a problem that we're trying to solve and how does AI solve, help to solve that problem? Mm. 
All right, I'm going to have to craft a way to, to ask that. That's going to be like, did you talk to Nick? <laughs> <laughs> he might. He might. All right. Well, Nick, I uh, I appreciate uh, the time you spent here. I know that. Listen, I am appreciative, and I think your your media people, your press people, uh, Melissa, uh, Carolyn, because this is probably one of the few events that. It's it's obviously vendor driven. I mean, it's your company and, and it's a, a Pax Eight event, but it doesn't feel like that. And this is probably the only conference where we, as partners, we as attendees, have had this much access to the C level people. Yeah. So I, I want to make sure that I thank you for taking time to to come visit with me. You, you didn't have to. But uh, you visited with just about everybody. People were stopping you before you came and sat down. So I'm, I've been with the company 10 years. I was the guy who carried the booth on my back in uphill and both ways in the snow. Uh, I've signed up. Lots of the people who are here over 10 years, I know their birthdays and their, and their children. It, it, it feels authentic because it is authentic. It is. And my team, myself, um, we've been... Here, we've been present for yeah. 10 years. We so. certainly have. Uh, Pax 8 has been our wingman since the beginning. That was your original mantra. And now this journey into, you know, the community, marketplace, whatever the next level is, uh, it's exciting. So I'm glad to be here. Um, yes, I am a partner. Yes, I need to buy more stuff. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this has been great. And again, thank you for your time. And I'll let you get back to the show. Thank you very much. All right, folks, we'll be back soon with, yep, yes, we've got a couple more interviews here on Media Row, uh, live from PAX 8 Beyond 23. We'll see you soon. Holla.